don't know if you keep your phone in your bed or not. By my bed on a table. Right, so I, I put mine on my bed because I've got the sleep thing on it and it feels like... Do you have it plugged in? Yeah, I got it plugged in for a charge. In your bed? It, well, the thing is, the plug's right next to my bed because my bed's against the wall. Mm. Okay. Feels like a hazard? Feel, well, it feels like a hazard. Also, feels like... Strangle hazard. <laughs> another kind of hazard if I've, ha- I've sweat the bed. <laughs> got a list of dog films but really have not seen too many so I'm hoping that you can maybe take the lead apart from like (laughs) (laughs) apart from Turner and Hooch (laughs) take the lead here we go very good Ian Um, I've basically got actual opinions on Turner and Hooch Bolt, John Wick and Alien 3 Okay. and maybe Beethoven but that's basically like muscle memory at this point (laughs) 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 so long ago that it's just like what do I recall okay Ollie if you were to try and promote this podcast to people who have just started listening this week what would you say to them well thanks for listening you are already in you're on board uh huh how could you so, how could you potentially help our cause by having them pass it on to someone else okay so they could tell a friend they could speak to a stranger in the in the street and just run up to them and hold them by the shoulders and just say do you want to hear a, a podcast you're you're asking people to go and get physically involved with strangers yeah um they could share it on their personal social media okay. as long as it wasn't you know too obnoxious uh or attached to any kind of idea that i don't like <laughs> okay Promoting it on some sort of like deeply racist website. Not okay. I'd I'd tend. Yeah. That sounds um, good. And if, could, if people yeah. want to promote stuff, they can find our posts on facebook.com forward slash guys on film and then just repost that. That just share that and then yeah. send it to your friends. That'd be that'd be lovely. Contact us. What do you want to see? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to hear? Slip into our DMs if you go to our Guys on Film uh, page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash guys on film, and just send us a message there. Or go to guysonfilm.co.uk and then go to the contact page, send us an email if you want to get really in depth. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hey. We're both guys. We're chatting about dogs on film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Who? That's good. Uh, That's the first one I've liked for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that's? Do you know what that's about? Who let the dogs out? Oh, do it more Scottish. Who let the dogs out? More, just a bit more, a bit more Scottish. Listen here and listen good. (laughs) Who's let these dogs out? Who? 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 I, I mean, I like it. I, I sort of did the call and response to Sean Connery because he doesn't. He, he's, he, Sean Connery would prefer to act alone as opposed to with a counterpart. Yeah, I mean, it's more revenue share, so um, it's fine. Right. So, what are we covering today, Ollie? Today, tonight. Okay. So we're going to discuss some ideas on how to make a film podcast unique. Okay. Um, and I'll explain why when we get there. Okay. Uh, we're going to have life scores. And I'm just going to 
spoiler a little, mine's low. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, mate. Mine's pretty low at the moment. Okay, uh, okay. And, and then we're going to be deep diving on the best good boys in films. And they are Dog- dags. Doggos. Doggos. Dugs. Doges. Dugs. Woofers. In, fluffers. In Scotland, they're called long the boys. Dug. A dug. Yeah. Have you fed that <laughs> dug yet? Fucking <laughs> give him the pedigree chum, eh? <laughs> um, okay. Like so that sounds good. It's a, it's our dogs on film episode, and uh, yeah. we're going to cover best best good boys. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Let's get started. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Saggy one. Saggy one. It feels a little bit unrelated to dogs, but... Well, it can't all be about dogs. I mean, it could be, but it's not going to be. It shouldn't be. So, Ian, you know what? There's so many podcasts in the world, right? Uh-huh. And a good majority of them are uh, about... Well, no, they're about films okay. and TV. Okay. Um, and a lot of them are two guys chatting shit for an hour. Okay. So, so you're thinking that we should have an open production meeting with our listeners about what might get us... That breakthrough moment. There's actually, it was brought to my attention. There's a podcast called Cine Mile okay. uh, that won that won an award last year, and their podcast they review the film that they've just seen as they walk home from the cinema. Oh, that's a nice little, you know, that, that's a exactly that's an X statement if ever I heard one. So, and also it's a pun. What I'm saying it's is, like Cinephile, yeah, but with mile, yeah, but Cine Mile. Um, so what we've gone ahead and done is we've we've started a podcast with no clue millions and millions of film podcasts all with two guys probably one with a beard and one without uh-huh. uh, just talking about films for an hour mm-hmm. um, and we're lost in a sea of similar things okay um, I, I've, I do so, feel like our seggy one is so wide-reaching and interesting because it's always just some mad bollocks that that's yeah that's a once you've heard it it hooks you in but if you don't it's a hard sell we can't distill it into a simple sentence i mean you (sighs) You certainly can't distill it into a simple sentence but i won't even try i won't insult you by trying uh the other thing is i actually have have been thinking we we don't talk about you know, Star Wars and, and superhero films a lot, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, that's a unique selling point. I think that's a unique selling point. Um, we don't wear snapbacks. Okay. That's a unique selling point. That's something... So we're we already do. into Seggy 1 here. We're coming up with things that are yeah. unique about us. Well, I'm I'm going to go... Yeah, well, that's what's unique about us. So we've got our Seggy 1, which is always different. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't talk about Star Wars or, or superhero films very much. We certainly don't dwell on it, you know. Well, I'm from Coventry and you're from Fort William. I mean, that's that's unique yep. for a start. The Scottish Midland uh, connection. I'm going to hit you with my, my first idea to make our podcast really unique and really pop. Okay, so what are the options here for me um, 
basically like shit it in the bin or green light it. Okay, so it basically have a, a binary choice here. I, as your uh, critic, I can choose to shit yeah. it in the bin or green light yeah. it. Hmm. Okay, hit me. Yeah. Oh, what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, water. Okay. Hydrating. Very good. Hydrate. Stay hydrated throughout the podcast. Hydrated. Uh, okay. Number one, we do it wearing masks like Slipknot. Okay. So our identities are concealed. Uh, you know, concealed like like the band Ghost or Slipknot. You know, or or Michael Myers or something like that, where there's a mask involved. Gore. Gore, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so we do it in masks. Now, the one setback I can see is being an audio-based podcast, that might not come through. Okay. So what's your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts are, it could work if we couple it with a Facebook Live presence. Right. So we've not been on there very much. Here's the thing. I'm an American wrestling fan. Okay. And, and one of the big payoff matches that they often have is when two guys fight against each other, um, one mm-hmm. of them will have long hair and one of them will yeah. wear a mask. Right. And, okay. and they'll fight each other for a while and then they'll have a hair versus mask match. And whoever loses either has their head shaved or has their mask removed. And if they have their wow. mask removed, that's one of the deepest insults to uh, a luchador wrestler, which is a Mexican wrestler, um, yeah. or a Japanese wrestler, because there's a lot of masked wrestlers in Japan as well. And if a long-haired wrestler gets their head shaved, it's like when Metallica moved on from the Black Album. Or when Bon Jovi got his haircut. Yeah, real. Or Nickelback got his haircut. <laughs> his haircut. <laughs> Oi, Nickelback. Got any of that Chad Kroger? Yeah, so like we would need to at least begin with the masks and then then reveal yeah. our identities further down the line. Have you ever heard the album right. Lick It Up by Kiss? Uh I've 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 heard of it. It's a great album, but it was the first album after they removed the makeup. I think we spoke about this on episode two, Rockstars. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so we did, didn't we? Retreading old ground. But I actually had a note <laughs> here saying, Christ. wear makeup. And, and okay. I've got a note underneath it saying, requires live stream. <laughs> so we've, we've both done a, a kind of similar thing here. So I'm saying masks, you're saying makeup. Mm-hmm. So are you, are we green, take it we're green lighting this one. No, then. I'm going to shit that in the bin because it's impractical. <sighs> Not even just once. I mean, we could do makeup once for a one-off special. We could do yeah, best okay. makeup in movies as a as a show. Let's add that to the list. Okay. So what's yours? Uh, here's my first one. Going with uh, gimmicky promotional ideas. Let's okay. let's go with. I've got quite a few here actually. Pumpkin spiced guys on film. Okay, so seasonal. Seasonal, yeah. If you were to ask me how this might play out. I'd probably say I haven't thought about it. It's an audio thing. I think this is where it's going to fall down. It's an audio thing, not a taste. It's not a meal. Okay, I, I tell you what. Stuff both those ideas. <laughs> in the bin. Stuff them in the bin. Here's here's my next one that's actually a little bit more practical. Okay. Create alter egos. So it's a little bit of an elaboration on the first idea. Yeah. But if you imagine David Bowie and his alter ego... Okay. I think we could come up with alter egos that were cosmic as well. Um, right. 
So I'm thinking we could be cosmic dust and the black hole. And what and what do they do? I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you okay. could promote maybe we could maybe they could re- review films from uh, other galaxies or International Space Station live from the International Space Station. My initials are ISS as well, so it it, it pretty much works out perfectly. I want to say yeah, perfectly. Okay. I don't really think it's got legs. Tell you what, we could get to a point. Sorry, I'm just throwing all my ideas out, and none of them are sticking. I think we're shitting all my ideas in the bin. Here's okay. here's one more. Um, we've tried for a while. We are actually getting a bit of traction here. Like people are starting to listen on the regular. It's good. Yeah. But if we wanted to really hit the big time and and kick it back off again. Uh huh. Um. What if we were to improve the recipe and then rebrand as new guys on film? And improve. No, just new. Like new coke. New. Yeah, okay. We could we could do that. Ollie, I don't know what it really means in practical terms, but then neither did Coca-Cola when they did new coke. Everyone just said no. they hated the taste and they wanted the original. But I tell you what, that could work as well because... We rebrand as new guys on film, and then when old guys on film comes back, more people want it. Yeah, there's a hunger. So that's my idea. Basically, okay. rebrand with the full intentions of going back to the original and best. Yeah, okay. To create a demand for what was good. Yeah. So what do you reckon about that? It sounds like a lot of work, but I'm prepared to green light it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Okay. Do you want my next What's one? your next one? Uh, so we do it in the bath, mm. but one person has to be underwater while the other person speaks. While we're doing our deep dive. Yeah. So imagine if I'm speaking now, you have to be underwater and then I have to tap to say you're coming back up to talk. So it creates a tension scenario. I think, that, if I think I there's going to be more than on one for tension too long, scenario. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. if I go on for if I go on for too long, then there's a you know there's an oxygen shortage. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog need to get the air bubble yeah. scenario. That one, yeah, that one. Um, what do you think? There's eroticism, <laughs> certainly. Uh, I mean, but you know that you know full well that our most listened to episode. Was the Dunkirk slash? No, it's Christopher Nolan slash porno quiz episode. Porno quiz. If people would uh, like so more porno quizzes, please let us know, and we'll just we'll definitely do another one. I, I mean, do you expect every episode in future to be dealt with that way? It's just a gimmick. Okay. I mean, you don't you don't sound keen. I mean, we record from afar, so it's going to be difficult to really. I think the practicalities of that are difficult. I think one of us will end up drowning and the other one will be implicated in a deep, dark inquiry um, and ultimately be held culpable for like a sort of homicide scenario. I'm I'm going to shit that one in the bin. Okay, well, let me quickly fire off my next one just to bring us back then. Um, Forget about practicality but we literally record the podcast during a film at the cinema. <laughs> in a full cinema. Okay. And what... And, you know, so do you imagine that we talk or do we abide by the rules of the cinema? 
uh, no, we, we we talk normal volume, <laughs> laptops out, <laughs> you know, thinking syrups, um, the whole the whole lot. Would like okay, so practically speaking, would we go up the back? Or would we just get right in the mix of it? Right in the middle. Right in the mix. Yeah. The thing is, we've talked previously about how Liam Neeson and Robocop would destroy people that uh, break the rules of the cinema. But what it is, it's, it's, you know, it's a shot straight through to, you know, these cinema chains that think they can just not do anything about people causing a problem. Yeah, okay. So if we directly cause a problem... Then they're going to have to address it. So we're or just we're actually up. also partly campaigning for better cinema etiquette by breaking uh-huh. the etiquette. Yeah, I quite like that bit, but I don't think it's going to make for better listening. On the one hand, I think we should take that forward. On the other hand, I'm going to shit the idea of improving the podcast by doing that right in the bin. Okay. Um, if you got any more, we should think about that. But like maybe also, I came up with the idea that we should corner people as soon as they come out of the cinema and get their thoughts on what they just saw so maybe or what their experience was like was there any twats in the cinema yeah 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 that'd be good as well i think that's a good idea wow and i came up with that a few podcasts ago so let's try and do that well i just came up with that now did you yeah move on my last idea is um okay takes a little bit of um it's gonna it's gonna take some political bargaining it's gonna take some red tape and probably a bit of schmoozing but if we're able to get apple on side what if we were to have our podcast automatically downloaded onto every apple user's phone like you two did with that album good idea i mean it's a great idea yeah but you know the blowback that you two got on that was pretty negative yeah it was i mean loads of people listened to it and they probably got a bunch of royalties but the same no one liked it no one liked it and also i guess overall like their already relatively low esteem went pretty far down i mean that's my last idea um okay i'd probably shit that in the bin as well but no i do have one more written down okay so you've got slash in guns and roses right he's what guns or roses guns slash roses he's 50 sitting now right Right. But when he was 18, 19, 20, when they were first kicking off, he was just a guy yeah. whose face you couldn't see because his hair and glasses and hat were in the way. What, yeah. what does he look like now? Same, but older and a bit chunkier. A wee bit chunkier, but basically the same. Who's that? Uh, slash, mate. Right? Yeah. So what I'm suggesting is maybe we w- both wear KFC buckets on our heads, like Buckethead. Any good? I mean, that's my that's the first idea again, Ian. Do it in masks. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're right. Should we, do Should we just go to yeah, live scores, yeah? Life scores, move on. Yeah, okay. okay. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Okay, life scores. It... Yeah, I mean, you started life scores with a sigh there. You're, you you were the you you did a sigh, but uh, you, yeah, you, I'm, you already um, said at the top of the show, and this is a show, Wally. Um, so we're right in the interim here, um, listeners. You know, we're in the interim. If you want to go get some popcorn and not listen to Ollie's life score, then you can go do that. But be sure to come back, uh, Ollie. Sounds like you got a couple of gripes in your life. What's going on? 
Well, I've not got any gripes, but I'm just going to say I'm I'm like at about a four and a half mm. at the moment. Shit. Okay, elaborate. Let's hear it. <sighs> well, I've just got a cold. Oh, boring. I've been on Lemsips with the honey in. I've had cough syrup, mm. and I've just got this really annoying cough. And every time I laugh, which granted isn't going to happen a lot, at least for the next thirty six minutes, uh-huh. it it just feels weird, and it it kind of hurts. Laughing um, feels weird. Yeah. That's like if you go on NHS, tw- uh, whatever it is online, and you kind of look up your symptoms. Yeah. Like, qu- question, <laughs> question six. Does laughing feel weird? And then the next page <laughs> yes. is see a doctor about depression. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that I mean, that's not a funny thing. Depression is not no. funny. But like if laughing feels weird, maybe you should chat to someone. Yeah. Which you should definitely. No, it's just it's just a cold. But yeah, um, I went to see Thor Ragnarok. Hold on, hold on. On the cold, have you been off work? No, been at work. Ah, you've been grafting. Yeah, you're a man so that doesn't take too much holiday for sickness. I don't think I've taken a sick day this year, really. I, yeah, I, I mean, but long standing, you're not a man that takes too much holiday for sickness. But you, you definitely are. You're you're uh, sniffles and you're off. <laughs> I'm not sniffles and I'm off. Like when I the last time I took holiday, I had shingles. So when I say holiday, I took when I took some sick days because I had shingles, and oh, where you been on holiday? Well, I just had shingles, mate. <laughs> no, I, I went on holiday, came back, and I had shingles. So I took, uh, I went to work for three days thinking it was bad sunburn. Yeah. So I was grafting through the shingles, and then I realised yeah. actually the shingles were a real pain, and I was like, oh shit, I better go home. And the doctor's like, you need at least a week off. So I took a and you were like yes. I took a week in one day, but actually the yes was totally not good, man. I just sat in bed hating everything. But anyway, sorry, carry on. So you saw Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, uh, I mean it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was funny, yep. but you know what? Actually, like the balance between laughs and story and action didn't feel to me to be as as kind of skewed towards humour as. I'd been led to believe. Yeah. I thought it was it was kind of Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, here we are talking about superhero films when we said we weren't. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to stop talking about it dead and just say that I found it funny. Rosie, daughter, yeah. found it hilarious, some of it. Yeah. Um, but on the way home, Eric in the car said, "I didn't, I didn't understand any of the jokes." But but Eric is so, that wee bit younger though, isn't he? Yeah, no, so it went, a lot of it went over his head. There was a couple of, like, um, you know, visual gags that he was, like, really laughing at, but he still really enjoyed what, what it. Is, so it's still a really good what film. What age is Eric, just out of interest? He's, he's eight years okay, old. Okay, so that's a call out to Taika Waititi and actually Marvel as well. Like, make sure that the humour can transcend both age groups. Yeah, the, sort of, it, the it mature didn't, and it the didn't. younger. Yeah, it didn't really. There was a couple of like uh, slapstick gags that had the younguns howling, yeah. but a lot of it was just kind of like that flight of the Concordy style awkward banter and yeah. people saying things that you know are just kind of normal. Yeah, you know, in, in a very ex- crazy circumstance. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I, it I've was heard, very good. I've heard clips from it, and it definitely made me think I should go check it out. So. Yeah, Kate Blanchett was excellent in it. Is she the baddie? Very. She's well gothed up. Is she the baddie? Uh, yeah, she's the baddie. Ah, de- she's so she's so goth in it as well. It's it's uh, 
next level. If you want to hear more about goths, then look back a mere couple of episodes and see goths on film in the archive. That was a good. That was a good episode as well. I like that. It one. was a. It was a star and a big tech episode. VG. Well done. Yeah. Good, good feedback on that episode. Okay. Okay. Um, are you, How are you? What, what else is going on with I'll you? Do. Anything? That's it. I've just been watching This Is England and Stranger Things 2. Okay. That's it. I finished off Stranger Things 2. I thought it was great. Okay. Liked it a lot. Just just whisper it to me. Don't really spoil it, just so the listeners can't hear. Uh-huh. But there's that, you know, like I, I keep hearing all these people on the internet going, oh, episode seven was shit. Oh. I, Where, like, summer happens I, that isn't related to the I don't particularly remember why episode 7 would be shit I quite liked all of them great yeah. okay fine um, move on one thing I would say is I tweeted something this week about Stranger Things which was that I saw a moment in it where it paired two film references together at exactly the same time that I never thought that I would see um, if anyone's familiar with Driving Miss Daisy and and the Goonies. The Goonies. No, um, it was a moment in one of the episodes where uh, a little creature is involved and one of them's really scared about the creature even being there at all. And somebody right. goes to go at it with a hammer or some other implement and somebody stops them at a moment's notice and stops them from killing the little creature. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, there's music playing in the background that's very similar to the music from uh, <laughs> yeah the gre- yeah from Gremlins yeah um, yeah okay. so it paired something that's from the uh, extra, uh, extra long cut of Terminator Two where they go to destroy the chip in the Terminator with a reference of the audio from uh, the Goonies, which in in the in Stranger Things is great because obviously this little creature is something that's going to grow into something that they don't necessarily want it to be, which is the same as Gremlins, right? right? So it makes Gremlins and Terminator Two in a way that I just didn't expect. And I thought it was great. But anyway, my life score is, I would say a seven. I had, okay. and Ollie, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I would say was probably my least favorite day in my current company. I had a really mad stress one, um, <sighs> which is no good. I was in at 7.45 and I left about 10.15. Um, right. all day was just like full-on madness. Um, but today we showed a bunch of VIP players, basically people who play our game a lot. Spend a lot of money. Spend yeah. a lot of money, yep, yeah, on our game. And today we showed it off to them. There's still a bunch of stresses and stuff, but at the end of the night... We got together with them, chatted about the game. Everything had pretty much worked itself out, and everything is now a little bit more chilled. I've decompressed a little bit, but because of the mad schedule, the shingles are back. No, the shingles are not back, but the mad schedule means that I've not really watched an awful lot of films. So, um, okay, I watched all the Stranger Things. I've not really done too much else besides uh, getting on with grafting at work. So I'm just going to say it's a seven. I don't really want to elaborate massively more, but the couple of films that are on my radar to see next are uh, The Death of Stalin that Peter Cater uh, gave us the sort of potted quick version of the review of. Uh, I want to see the um, more recent film from the director of Lobster, which is called... uh, Something. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, that looks good. And also I've heard that Paddington 2 is amazing. 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm taking uh, the kids to see that one for sure. That'd be good. I've, Have you seen the first one? I've seen the first one. I liked the first one a lot. Um, so I yeah. think if we maybe exchange notes after we've both seen it, that'll be interesting as well because you'll have the kids' yeah, okay. perception of it as well. But okay. yeah, basically a seven. Do you want any questions, mm. or should we do that at the very end? No, do me a question before we move on to the deep dive. Just as a little palate cleanser. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like a sorbet of oral okay. interest. This is a two-part question. Oh, okay. If you had to take Owen Wilson to a concert. Uh-huh. A music concert. Who would you take him to see? Interesting. So on the one hand, okay, I think he might quite like something like um, something more sedate. So I was actually going to bring up Tom okay. Petty, but obviously right. that's not going to be possible now, given his sad passing. But I actually think the better thing to take him to is something more out of his comfort zone, so right. so that he's thrust into a world where he's forced <laughs> into the mosh pit he's, he's forced to say wow more often than he's even comfortable with okay um so i would potentially say something like machine head or mastodon i okay. i wouldn't go any deeper into metal than that because i'm uncomfortable going deeper than that um okay but yeah i think i think maybe take i'm going to take owen wilson to a metal gig Okay. And, then and um, make sure that he gets involved in the mosh pit because he's with me that night, so you better bloody yeah. get involved. Get involved, get in the circle pit, wall of death, the lot. Yeah. Um, so part B, if you missed the last train home from the gig and had to get a hotel with Owen... <laughs> you tried you... this last week. <laughs> you you basically asked me how, how I would divvy up the bedding right, Well, listen, with... shh, Sorry, okay. shh. <laughs> I'm asking you again. Mm-hmm. Right, stop making me laugh. Would you... <laughs> oh, you're laughing. That makes you feel sad. You should see a doctor about that. Right. Would you... I can't say it. Would you, A, share a double? Uh-huh. Would you, B, insist on separate rooms? Uh-huh. Or, C, share a single? <laughs> <laughs> is twin room off the cards? Mm-hmm. Twin room is They're no all... option D. Yeah, it's 1 a.m., Okay. You'll get what you're given. So I'm going to share the double. Okay. In, in, not in the hope, because the thing is, what's the worst that can happen? He's just going to whisper, wow, in your ear all night. Um, it might let off. Wow. 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 <laughs> um, that's, that's the worst that can happen. But if you get a double in one of these cheap hotels then the thing is the the ah i see where you're right, going so with you this. go in and then you're like okay this is a bit of a shit big double but fine and then you realize it's just got this mad zip up the middle of it so you can set it's two singles you can separate the um mattresses into two separates and we'd be like oh wow hey it separates wow uh that's good i think that's what i would do but the thing is Regardless of what was going on, we would just have the crack watching like Babe Station until four AM and then <laughs> and then we'd knock off to sleep, wake up and have some of the horrific chipolata sausages for breakfast. But by the way, I'm still not eating meat and this Sunday will be my month well, of not eating meat. So if we went to that yeah. kind of breakfast I'd be on the continental scenario. Fru- okay. Fruit plus so, now. Very good. Deep dive. Information overload. Think I'll probably double check that. 
Ollie, you suggested this scenario. Uh huh. You want us. That's because I love dogs. Well, the thing is, I was going to say, you want us to chat about the best doggos in movies. And uh-huh. there's a whole list that I've got here of movies that have got dogs in them. But first off, I just yep. want to check why did you want to do this? Because discernibly, you're a cat man. Skibbity dibbity yeah. doo doo doo. He's a yeah. cat man. So, how do you feel generally about doggos? I love dogs. Um, you know, if if I could have a dog, I would have a dog. But the problem is, Cats. is that you know, I do well. No, Bruno's lived with a dog, okay. so he's fine. Patrick, he's you know, that's an unknown. Uh, you know, it could go tits up. Um, so yeah, could, I mean, I am a cat man. I'm just an animal man. You're sixteen I'm an tits animal. up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm just an animal. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so what my question is uh-huh. is why do dogs make good films, but not cats really? You know why? I mean, obviously, can you, you know, can you there's... name a movie that a dog has made that's been good? Because <laughs> you just said dogs make good films. <laughs> well, you mean like you know, written, directed by, written, starring, directed by, yeah edited written uh no you know what i mean so uh you've got marley and me or you've got beethoven yeah. you know um turner and hooch they're they're films about dogs uh-huh. but you don't get that many films about cats that are good no i just wonder why that is i mean you've got nine lives but less said about that the better well the thing is dog is a man's best friend certainly your best friend it's my only friend so what's your okay. favourite dog movie? Let's have a look through the list. <laughs> right, can I tell you my list? Yeah, got it. Right, so top of the list, Turner and Hooch. L- let me just uh, go to my IMDb. list here. So yeah, okay. No, 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 look, look listen. You, you can't just like throw uh, a film at me and expect me to be organised and have it right in front of me. Well, our listeners expect you to be organised and ready. Well, I'm not. Okay, so um, Ollie... And that's one of the unique features of the podcast. <laughs> Disorganisation. Okay, Ollie... Um, a hard, annoying listen. Official synopsis? Hmm. The official synopsis! A detective must adopt the dog of a dead man to help him find the murderer. That's the official synopsis. It's over. Well, it's just... It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just full stop. It's that's very it. Very high level. So, um, dog of a dead man. That could be a movie that we could make. Yeah, absolutely. So it's directed by Roger Spottiswood of uh, Die Another Day. Can you spot his wood? <laughs> it's over there. The Sixth Day and A Street Cat Named Bob. Oh, he, so he, this guy loves animals. Film, one good film about a cat there. Um, have you seen, have so you seen that? I have. Uh, so what's it called? A Cat Named Bob? A street cat named Bob. Yeah, that's that. Uh, in the trailer, at least, had a lot of shots of a bus that I regularly take. The thirty-eight and yeah, you've been through this before on a previous podcast. That's fine. I'm just reiterating. Um, People like familiarity. So, out in nineteen eighty-nine, Turner and Hooch stars Tom Hanks, and it's a French mastiff. Hmm. Slobbery, slobbery. Yeah, lots of lots of slobber in it. So it's. A buddy cop film and an odd couple film all rolled into one. Okay. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you've got... They're buddy cops. They're both, you know... They're, Is the they're dog an official member of the police department? He's not, but he... That's K-9. You're thinking of K-9. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, with... um, Yeah. 
we'll get onto that. So, uh, yeah, so basically they're, you know, he's like sniffing out the perpetrator of this crime and all that kind of stuff. But also Tom Hanks is a proper clean freak, but this, but Hooch, you know, he's going to slobber everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a scene where he's literally just shaking his head for ages. Slobber's gone everywhere. Oh, slobber's just gone everywhere. Tom Hanks is there in his pants. Yeah. Because he's in, he's in his pants a lot, if not too much. Yeah, but, Tom Hanks in his pants is probably one of my top movie things. You've got Hanks in your pants. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I, I I love this film. It's great. Yeah, it is good. It's a good one. Um, Tom yeah. Hanks plus Hooch. It's a good one. Yeah. It's on ITV so regularly that I couldn't have <laughs> gone through my childhood without having seen it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, and the slobber moment that's in slow motion, that's like yeah. that's like Rocky Balboa getting hit in the face 700 times. Yeah, yeah. Just slobber knockers left, right and centre. So, um, do you want some facts and some profanity? Um, facts first, profanity later. Okay, so Henry Winkler, do you know who he is? Um, I think so. He's the Fonz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the- he plays the dog. <laughs> yeah, he was originally hired as the dog. Um, but two weeks into filming, uh, he was fired by Disney executive Jeffrey Katzenberg, Katz, mm, who was dog. dissatisfied with Winkler's work. Oh, so he. So actually, he was, he was meant to he was be. hired as the director. He was meant to be Turner. Oh, director. he was meant to be the director. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Great. Hey, Ollie, great fight. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the scene can I, where can I just shock you? Oh, it's going to be a spoiler. Yeah, shock. Karen. Henry Winkler is in IMDb's top five thousand. <laughs> I think I'm probably in that. <laughs> that's that's why I thought it was funny. Carry on. Okay. Uh, so this is a spoiler, but you should have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it, pause podcast, watch Go it. Go have a watch. Yeah, come back. So the scene where Hooch dies was the final scene filmed between Tom Hanks and Beasley the dog. Oh, Beasley. Hanks did a great deal of bonding with Beasley oh. and used the fact that he'll never see him again to get himself to cry. Oh, man. That makes me feel a wee bit sad even thinking about it. Tom Hanks is such a I mean, good guy. He is, but, I mean, he could have adopted it or had it or something. I mean, he has, he has enough typewriters... You know, you can have one dog. Yeah, but I mean, you can't write on a dog, can you? That's true. Yeah. Uh, so what else have you got? Okay, so what else is on the list? Um, have you seen Marley and Me? I've not seen Marley and Me, but let's, let's talk about it. Wow. <sighs> okay, so... Tell me what you uh, think about Marley uh, and Me. Official synopsis. The official synopsis! A family learns important life lessons from their adorable but naughty and neurotic dog. Um, and neurotic what does that mean and neurotic okay fine so this stars Owen Wilson yeah and Jennifer Aniston oh in Marley and Me and it also stars Marley who is played by 22 different dogs really yeah oh fuck that's insane wow oh oh, yeah okay so over the yeah so it's over the time span given that I've not seen it I didn't quite remember the fact that the dog grows up during the course of the movie so that does make sense now. okay and one more fact just before I give you my opinion Owen Wilson's real parents played his parents in the movie mm. he, 
His wow. mum's biggest problem was remembering not to call him Owen. Oh, mum, what you like? <laughs> oh no, mum. Um, this this movie this movie makes me think of Matthew McConaughey's leaning on people years. Yeah, well, look, it's not, and I just want to say that if you haven't seen this film, it's not it it's not representative. I mean, the the poster and everything is quite twee and sweet and it looks like it's going to be one of these rom-coms but it's a real gut-wrencher it's cry af okay um it's pretty dark it's not it's not all plain sailing for this okay great thanks for that um all the humans i've just looked up marley and me on google and uh i've seen a picture of jennifer aniston hugging bob marley (laughs) uh i mean the internet's wonderful. This is not a worth. This is not a worthwhile tangent. No. Um, okay. So, but look, it, it's actually pretty good, and I will admit, I really cried at it, big time. But big. It gave me a ten out of ten cry. It gave you a really solid cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the big cry. He's did the big cry. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want a dog fact? Go on then. Did you know the domestic dog is a member of the genus Canis that forms part of the wolf-like? Canids, and is the most widely abundant carnivore. That's good. <laughs> uh, a dog's lifespan is ten to thirteen years, and that's sad, right? So actually, Ollie, that that sets <laughs> okay, and that's sad. okay. So that's sad. Can you be sad? Um, one of the things actually about thinking about the dog episode is. Dogs are very regularly used in movies, whether or not they're centering around the dog or not. And a lot of the ones that we're calling out here are ones that are like around the dog being a central character. Uh-huh. But in all the movies that you kind of know and love, so one of the ones that I kind of pulled out here was Alien 3. The, the yeah. dog gets attacked by the facehugger. And yeah. then one of the um, imprisoned guys in Alien 3 uh, comes up and finds the dog like panting and kind of like dying and like sort of breathing its last breath. And right. you go, oh, like that's, uh, you know, it's terrible for him. He's sad. losing his dog. It's sad. But then you also go, that dog's definitely dead now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So could dogs only live to 13 human years. And maybe 15, 18 if they really have a good innings. But, like, dogs are going to pass away pretty quickly, really. So when you see them right. on screen, like, no matter what, like, whether it's... I think there's a dog in um, It's a Wonderful Life, and you're like, that dog's definitely dead now. That's sad. Right. Okay. So the passage of time in films. Yeah. No, passage of time right. after films. Because film is... Right. It's a great way of just crystallizing a point in time. And then you think, oh, that's you know, you like you're like, okay, well, James Stewart's died after It's a Wonderful Life, but we all uh-huh. knew when that happened. But when the doggo from the movie died, no one thinks about it. And actually, here's my good example of that. So I've actually not seen the movie, so I can't be very insightful about this. But brilliant, but you will be anyway. But let's just talk about it. So the artist, which won the Academy Award, I think in 2014 or 2015. Yeah. So the main dog in that is called Uggy. Are you yeah. aware of Uggy? No. So somebody talked to me about Uggy tonight, and Uggy has an actor credit, not dog actor, but actor credit in eight movies. That includes yeah. What's Up Scarlet, What's Up Rockers, Mr. Fix-It, Water for Elephants, The Artist, The Campaign. The Campaign, by the way, is quite a good movie with um, George Clooney and uh, yeah. Ryan Gosling. 
and then was in the TV series Key and Peele, and then Holiday Road Trip, which by if you know the road trip movies, it says in brackets TV movie. But anyway, Uggie died in 2015. So Uggie was not only in an Academy uh, Award-winning movie only a few years ago, but Uggie's also passed mm-hmm. away. Pretty sad. And he doesn't. He didn't get an obituary. No, he didn't. Exactly. That's what I'm kind of saying. He he died age 13, which is a good innings for a dog. But all I'm saying is, yeah, dogs in film is a little bit of a sad one. No matter how happy Gosh. they are at the time. If you love them, you know they're gonna join another sad one. Oh, okay, have you got a little bit of a pick me up, maybe, and then we'll do the sad one. Not, not yet. No, look, let's just let's just deep delve a little bit deeper into sadness. Okay. Um, home, Homeward Bound, <sighs> the dogs Chance and Shadow. Uh, they're the name. So, uh, official synopsis: <laughs> Three pets escape from a California ranch to find their owners in San Francisco. So they basically go on a big journey across rivers and fields and all sorts of stuff, and there's lots of problems in the way. It's a really good film. Um, I watched it with my kids last Christmas, and they both like were distraught by some of the scenes in it because it's like one of the cats nearly drowns, and it's like on the, on the riverbed, like hardly breathing, and I can just sort of see them, the kids, just like, why, why is this... You know, kids' films aren't this dark. Okay. But it was, it's a, you know, it's a pretty, you know, brutal, harrowing film in places. Um, but it's also a good one. I quite like it. I think it's good. I've actually, um, I, I may have seen it as a child, but I've not, I don't remember it particularly well, I'm afraid. But, I mean, that's fantastic knowledge on this podcast. Okay. What I'm going to say is, I'm a parent, but I, I wish I'd have read The Parent's Guide first because. Oh. There's some pretty, pretty dark, harrowing dark stuff in here. And it starts with, would you believe sex and nudity? Jesus Christ. Okay. Dog sex, dog nudity. Well, you're not far wrong. Dog sex, Uh, dog nudity. When at the animal shelter, Sassy is a cat, is walking across a beach. Sassy sounds like a ripoff of Lassie. Go on. Okay, fine. Um, Sassy is walking across a beam and numerous other animals scream come-ons. They make cat calls like inmates in a state prison. So, is that you know, sexual? Well, it is because they're making lewd comments at a cat. Um, a married couple hold hands and kiss. Okay. You ready for this one? You're not going to believe <laughs> this. <laughs> Animals' crotches are sometimes briefly seen in shots, unintentionally, and not in a sexual way. This is in sex and nudity. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, what's wrong with humanity? Like, so, on the one hand, what's wrong with the person that put that it's in this an category? Animal. And then also, what's wrong with you for bringing it up on this podcast? But... Someone's gone onto IMDb after watching this film and has just gone. Okay, so there was a little bit where I saw an animal's crotch. I mean, it it, it wasn't sexual. I saw some animal but... gooch. <laughs> Anna gooch. Uh, can I hit you with a fact? Go on in. So in 1929, Emil Jannings, who was a German actor who I think had some affiliations with like Nazi Germany and Nazi propaganda films, but. 
Emil yeah. Jannings won the Academy Award for Best Actor in The Last Command. Uh, the Last Command, Way of the Flesh, or Way of All Flesh. Um, but here's a little, here's a little paragraph from the IMDb about that. According to Susan Orleo, or Orlean, author of Rintintin, The Life and the Legend, Jannings was not actually the winner of the first Best Actor vote, but the runner-up. While researching her book, Orlean discovered that it was in fact Rintintin, the German Shepherd dog, one of the biggest movie stars of his time, who won the vote. The Academy, however, worried about not being taken seriously if they gave the first, uh, the first Oscar to a dog, so chose to award the Oscar to the human runner-up. Bullshit. Mate, it's on IMDb. I mean, no, it's true. I mean, it's, it might be true, but I mean, all I'm saying is, is that... They should have fucking given it to the dog. Yeah. yeah. Get it to the dog, man. So what do you think when I say St. Bernard? Um, is that Beethoven? Yeah. Okay. So official synopsis. Uh, a slobbering St. Bernard becomes the centre of attention for a loving family, but must contend with a dog-napping veterinarian and his henchmen. Uh, so this is directed by Brian Levant, who did Jingle All The Way. Oh, mate, I love Jingle All The Way. Yeah. Uh, and the film was co-written by the late John Hughes, who actually used a pseudonym Edmund Dante, the main character in The Count of Monte Cristo. It was also Joseph Gordon-Levitt's film debut. Ah, here's the thing, Ollie. He was the dog. Turner and... Just, Tur- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the dog. He's such an yeah, adaptable screen presence. He is. He's really good. Um, Turner and Hooch was 1989. Beethoven was 1992. I feel like, basically, they said, slobber and a guy not being able to deal with it is a real big seller. Yeah. Let's get a movie out there. Yeah. Let's get two movies out of it. Did they not do three? So they did Beethoven oh, the they second, did multiple, and then they did the third one, which had the new litter of loads of dogs. I always associate the sequels of Beethoven to like, um, basically, it gets to the point where it's like the Home Alone uh, sequels, where basically it's yeah. a bunch of kids and then adults trying to deal with like madness. Yeah. Do you want a one star review of Beethoven? Let's go for it. Yeah, up for it. It's it's subtitled "Shoot Beethoven." Okay. A dog named Beethoven is trying to save his family and himself from some bad guys. This is awful. Actually, nearly every single family movie in the 90s were bad. But this is the bottom. I hate the dog. I hate the family. And most of all, I hate the screenwriter. It's such a pity that you can't vote zero on IMDb. The dog... The dog should have been shoot and the family drowned by those bad guys. The only good about this movie is... Sorry, no. There is nothing good about this movie. Just another stupid family movie. I have to say that... I have to say that Hollywood gives me a bad taste in my mouth with all their sweet happy endings and family love. I know all movies Hollywood's happy endings, eh? I know all movies contain this, but this is just too much of it. Not only is the dog annoying and stupid, the acting is horrible, and most of the actors ends up in B-television movies. <laughs> there you go. That's probably one of your best IMDb reviews for quite a while. It's good. I mean, it wasn't you yeah. that wrote it, but I wish it was. He's just so angry. He's so angry about family movies and happy endings. <laughs> I think he might like our gothic episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Same, uh, almost as much as you like happy ending. Here's some facts, Ollie. Do you want me to hit you with some dog facts? 
Go on and more dog facts, please. Okay. Um, so, did you know? Let's just let's just check if you did or didn't. Right? Did you know dogs hate Coventry? The only thing they hate more is cats. <sighs> it's not true. Okay. Well, let me ask you some questions about dogs. Go on. Then. Could you adopt a dog? No. Because of your cat scenario. Because of my never being home scenario. Okay, yeah, dogs do need... Dogs that. need... Dogs really do need... Care. Uh, ...companionship throughout the day and care. But imagine when you're coming back and they're like, oh, mate, I well love you. <laughs> you make me want a dog now. <laughs> <laughs> with, with your voice. Oh, my God, you are here now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, Whereas my cats are just like, fucking... Get some food already. You've been in the house for like half a second, for fuck's sake. Okay, well, that's cats, isn't it? Um, yeah, cats. If I was a dog asking you this question, please answer honestly. Okay, so I'm Doggo. Okay. Ian is Doggo. What do you think the point of doing this podcast is? <sighs> to entertain. Burr. You know, there's... Burr. People have Burr. very... A lot to think about in their days. Uh and for us to be able to take their minds somewhere else for just one hour is invaluable. Okay. Second question. As a dog, do you think I care about you doing Tough Mudder? I think you'd love to do it. I think you look at it and you're like... But I'm not asking whether the dog would like it. The dog's asking, you disappear for the best part of a Sunday. Do you think I care yeah. about you doing Tough Mudder? <laughs> yeah, you care. Th- well, you probably care that I'm back. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, do you think doing Tough Mudder is worth the dog suffering you having a cold for a week afterwards? Well, I haven't got a dog. Okay, well, that, that's a well-argued point, actually, Ollie. Do you... Do you, <laughs> do you... I mean... Do you have any other movies that you want to cover? Cujo is also a St. Bernard. Okay. Uh, official synopsis. Cujo, a friendly St. Bernard, contracts rabies and conducts a reign of terror on a small American town. So, this is a Stephen King... One directed by the guy that did Alligator and Romance in the Stone, if you've seen those ones. Uh, so Stephen King has admitted several times that he was well into his alcohol addiction at the time that uh, he wrote this, and he doesn't remember writing yeah. Cujo. Yeah. It's basically Beethoven gone wrong because it's you know same <laughs> yeah, dog, yeah. Uh, gets bit by a bat. There's one use of the word fuck in this film. I'm just wondering, have you got any ideas on what that might be? It's the dog. <laughs> What when he when he gets bit bit by the bat? Uh, I've actually never seen Cujo Ollie. Okay, up for it though. Yeah. Okay. So there's a scene where Cujo attacks a woman in a car, um, and here's a little uh, bit of insider behind the scenes knowledge for you. Uh, to make the St Bernards attack the car, animal trainers put the dog's favourite toys inside the car so the dogs would try to get them. They actually had to strap down their tails because they were so happy that their tails were just wagging away like they were like, you know, really happy. So, uh, I mean, that does take all of the fear out of the film when you know that the dogs are just absolutely loving it. The fear is out of the movie. Yeah. Do you have any closing statements about dogs in film? (sighs) I think they should be respected. Um, (laughs) Just a, there's just a few more a few more that I like okay. there's a few more that I like uh, Nanook from the Lost Boys he's like a he's like a um, Alaskan Malamute so he's good I like him 
the dog in the fly too. Oh yeah, that's probably the saddest dog to uh, on screen scenario. That that I mean, I've I've already mentioned many a time that uh, the fly two has made did make me do uh, the big cry. Yeah. Um, so did you know that Chris Wallace, the director of the fly two, is also an SFX artist and he won an Oscar. Oh really? For his makeup on the fly, and. Do you know what he, what, he, what else he did? Go on. He did the face melting in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, mate. He loves that effect. What a ledge. And he also did um, the Gremlins as well. Oh, mate. Yeah, he is. He's mad skilled. He's he's the melt man, isn't he? Yeah. If, it, you, if you want melting, get him. He's got some sort of weird fetish for melt face. Yeah, definitely. I mean, much like you. Fine. So if you'd like to hear more from Guys on Film, then you can get in touch by going on guysonfilm.co.uk and hitting the big contact page and sending us a long email about all your deep thoughts. Uh, or going on facebook.com forward slash guysonfilm. Or you can get us on Instagram or Twitter at GOF Podcast. Ollie, are you going to try and slip in some more dog facts here? Or am I cutting uh, off? I just. I've got one more question for you. The music's still going to play, okay, right? Okay. Hit me with a question. The music's still playing, and you can and you can just answer it dead quick. Um, so, if you were a dog for a day, would you be a good boy or a terror dog? I'd be a good boy. Okay. Bye. Sure. Bye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs>